Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest. <laughs> this is Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. This is episode 126, and I have Curtis McHale on the show today. Holy moly, talk about a ton of fun. You know, one of the coolest things for me about this episode was that I have been subscribing to Curtis, and we connected recently because I love his writing. And it's that little spin on freelancing and running a business and working for yourself that just, you know, when someone's writing, and you can just tell they've been through similar frustrations and challenges and have gotten to their side, it's without a doubt inspiring. But Curtis is also super chill and super fun. I really need to find another adjective besides super, but you're really going to enjoy this. He's got a great new book uh, coming out called Marketing your niche. And it's, I I just, I I really, you're going to want to take notes. This is another one of those episodes. And I can guarantee you're probably going to really have a strong desire to batch process things, specifically calls. Um, But I'm going to zip it (laughs) and enjoy the show. Stay tuned for the very end, because I've got a couple links for you based on some of the stuff that Curtis and I talked about. Uh, Enjoy. Curtis doesn't know this, but like, not that I'd been stalking by any means, but I have been a subscriber. And, and, you know, it's funny. I was trying to think back. I think I found you through Carrie Dills, but my guest today is Curtis McHale. And I, I should tell you guys that since I'm just rambling at him right now, but, um, I, I subscribe to you, Curtis, and I love your writing. I love your writing. And so I was super geeked when we connected. I'm like, I would love to have you on the show. So thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. Dills is a terrible influence. <laughs> yeah, she is. But you know, I'm like, she, Carrie's just, Carrie's awesome. <laughs> she is. I have yet to meet anybody who knows Carrie and has said a negative thing about her, but. Oh, uh, no. She writes little songs for my daughter even and puts them on YouTube. Oh my God. That's friggin' awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I got to, we got to connect in person at the last word camp, San Francisco a few mm-hmm. years ago. And I was like, you're just as awesome in person. Anyways, before this becomes a Carrie fan show. <laughs> um, so for, for my listeners who are not familiar with you, which I'm super pumped they will be after today, but let's do a quick little, you know, Curtis bio backstory. Well, so I was born at a young age. And then I, you know, I, I spent a lot of my 20s looking for the right job. And I started off in counseling. That's where my training degree is. And then I end up figuring that that sucked because most people whined a lot and (laughs) I taught myself development and just happened to stumble into WordPress stuff. Really? There's no plan. Just happened to stumble into good podcasts, even that were teaching me web standards from the beginning, like Bo egg world um, and WordPress. And I suppose the rest is history. I have spent the last 10 years doing WordPress stuff and then really moving back uh, to coaching. Uh, and helping business owners run an awesome business is what I am doing more and more of now, which ties in very nicely to my counseling degree after 10 years of not doing it. And, <laughs> yeah, that's- and business owners don't whine. That's the best thing. Like we talk about something, we fix, we help work through fixing it and we keep working at it. Like that's the thing that's awesome. Now that is, that's a great kind of segue to come back to what you studied. I was about to say that I'm like, I'm sure that in many ways you can use your counseling degree for your coaching, but also even in, in marketing and, and writing and copy. It, it's super applicable, isn't it? It absolutely is. Um, yeah, it absolutely is for sure. I, I think marketing copy and stuff like that, I probably struggle to write because it does not feel natural to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to push myself and I have a mastermind group that helps push me a little bit on that. And they're a little more on the marketing side, but the one-on-one conversation where I can see someone transform, change their business or take it from like a business that's failing to actually, you know, landing, you know, landing their first $10,000 a month contract or something I helped with recently. That's, that's the part that really energizes me. The other stuff helps bring people in in so I can really start to interact with them and help them. So that's the part I have to push myself on marketing is not what I love to do. 
You know, it's funny. I love the marketing piece of it, but yet mm-hmm. I, I find that the the copy and all the same. Th- I hated writing copy and mm-hmm. I hired a, a Facebook ad agency at the beginning of this 2016. And it was, it was so impressive to see the study he had done of the industry, like going back to like, you know, the fifties and sixties and direct mm-hmm. response marketing. And I, I kind of shifted my perception of it. And so it's, it's just been this, this practice for a year. I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I enjoy mm-hmm. doing it now. Um, so it's, it's been kind of fascinating to see the simple things that work. Um, but let's, so let's talk. First of all, you have an agency also, correct? Mm-hmm. I do. For everybody listening to your tagline is awesome. It's stop freelancing and start running a business on mm-hmm. curtismichael.ca. Um, but, but for the agency piece of it. So, so you started coding and how many of there are you? Do you have a team? How does that work? Just me. I have one or two contractors that I are my go to if I need some help. And, but it's really just me. Occasionally the dog's in the office and that's about <laughs> it. I have a, I have a, so like I write all my content, but then my, uh, my assistant will often put in my like MailChimp or drip for me. Like I, so I don't do that part. That's not super useful to me. I don't do my taxes. I don't enter my receipts. I take photos of them and my, uh, bookkeeper gets those. So there are things I don't do, but, and ultimately it all originates with me on anything code or on writing. So how much of your business is is with the freelancing, I mean, your agency piece versus the coaching and the client work that you do with the, the one-on-one? Uh, time-wise, I am more development-focused, mm-hmm. but income-wise, I'm actually just in the last few months at 40% monthly income from coaching. That is fantastic. Have you found, mm-hmm. you know what, it's, it's funny I say this often, but I often see a lot of people that do which is probably where the client vetting that we're going to get into comes in. But mm. when they, when they're doing freelancing and they're doing client work, they get to a point where it's, it's not cost effective anymore. And it's the time for money feels really squeezed or they <laughs> inevitably want another stream that allows the flexibility to at least have more choice with clients. Do you find that with people you work with? Absolutely. I think that's where I start, right? Like I am not a cheap consultant, one of the things I often do when we talk client vetting is like, hey, you can probably find someone cheaper. Why aren't you finding them? Like, that's a question I'll ask people straight up uh, and partially can to convince them that I'm worth it because they tell me why. And then they just convince themselves why. <laughs> that's a um, really smart piece of advice right there. <laughs> I know. I was actually talking with a client today and she's like, I love those questions you asked. And I explained to her why I asked them. And she's like, that's so brilliant. <laughs> So really this is a client is. that we've got along really well. We've done a couple of projects together. So she's been awesome. And my wife actually uses uses her site as she's a customer. My wife's a customer too, which I didn't know at first. But That's pretty awesome. I know. So, but I mean, in doing that, you know, so you're working mm. with a lot of, you know, freelancers. Is it primarily uh, web devs in the freelancing space or just any freelancer? Uh, it is primarily uh, web de- web developers or web constructors. A few of them wouldn't call themselves developers. They uh, and not even necessarily in WordPress. I have one client who's firmly in the HubSpot realm, and so they do a lot of marketing automation and copywriting and stuff like that. But they found out because they were doing more WordPress work. And then I have one client who I have no idea how she found me. She works for like a big company like the size of Microsoft. Oh my gosh! And does like process auditing and does like amazing things like this. I looked at the numbers and they just didn't add up. And you know what? I found $30 million guys. She does like amazing stuff like that. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I've helped, but again, helping her come out of that, that big job, which I'll say Microsoft, that's not where she works actually to <laughs> maintain her anonymity, but a company of that size, um, for sure. Um, and helping her like navigate, like how does she vet clients? How does she write a good proposal? How does she negotiate when they say, Hey, we'd like to bring you on, not as a contractor, but we'd like to bring you on as a job, like as your job and here's your salary. And she says, no, that's not how it works and gets like a little bit more money than they actually offered monthly as her contractor rate, knowing she's not even there full time. Okay. So clearly like now I'm really peaked. <laughs> curiosity. <laughs> But first of all, I'm guessing that you learned everything you're working with clients through trial and experience and getting there yourself. So Mm. was there a shift or something that occurred for you when you were stepping into this space, you know, that you really realized there's got to be a smarter way to do this? Probably like three years into my business, I was hating it. I was making okay money, but I was probably average. I don't know. I think I was probably making $40,000 a year Canadian. It was okay. And my wife was working at the time. We had no kids, so we could make that work. And so then I grabbed a job with a an agency in the WordPress space. And because I, I, there's the client stuff. I just hated the client stuff. It was 
pain in the ass. People weren't paying on time and it just sucked. And so then I took that job. And after three months, I said, I hate working for somebody that like I'm a terrible employee. And I, when I actually, I reached out to the owner and said, I'm a terrible employee. I can't imagine you like me as an employee. I can't imagine I'm even worthwhile. And he said, Hey, great. We can part. <laughs> Cause I was thinking the same thing. We can part with respect because you brought it forward. You're like, I, I, I hate it. I can't imagine you love me. And I went back <laughs> out. I go, seriously, that's what I said. I can't imagine I'm a good employee. I like, I would totally fire myself. Am I right on this? He's like, yeah, probably. I was like, so let's just decide we don't work together. <laughs> and, um, and then I really dove into reading, really. I spent, I read at least 60 books a year. Some of them are fiction, but like 40 are business oriented. And I... I am right there with you. I just have to interject because I worked in the book mm-hmm. industry for like 10 years and people think I'm a nut. I'm like, I buy books like no one's business. Um, but yeah, huge difference in your business. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just started implementing it. So I think I had read... Um, Michael Port, Book Yourself Solid. I read it a few times and said, I'm totally doing this, but I'd never actually done the work. And I did the work and doing the work and getting intentional around my goals and starting to put in more processes as opposed to winging it meant my income jumped from like the $40,000 mark to in, you know, into the low six figure mark within a year. So like, wow. like I left the other job, I left the other job, I think for my birthday, I remember if it was the beginning of February, the end of February, but somewhere around then I'm, my birthday's at the beginning of February. And I had more work than I knew what to do with within like two days. And I started vetting clients better and started getting better clients and like started like tripling my rates, right? I think shortly after that, I sent out my first $15,000 proposal, which was accepted in like two minutes. And I was like, seriously, like I would have charged five grand for this a couple weeks ago, but <laughs> I decided that I wanted you just charge more. And this was a good one to test it on. And that was a really, that was a lead off the wordpress.com forum, like the wordpress.org forums. It was not like some highly vetted, Someone on the forum said, you should talk to Curtis because he does this type of work. And the person came to me and that was it. Like it was not some high quality lead that sought me out after years of experience and knowing the industry. They just brought the forum and $15,000 is easy for them. So Okay. So let's back up there with that one because <laughs> you were saying, you know, where you said earlier that you're not really into marketing and stuff. How, mm. how were you getting clients to begin with? Uh, when I first started, it was total like boatloads of activity i sent out 10 contacts a day to something craigslist ads or the chamber of commerce or job boards off authentic jobs is one that i remember i went on a bunch um and that was probably the better one and i just sent it just kept sending so i think i just did the math on that like five contacts a day assuming i actually did that properly for for 10 contacts a day uh, for 40 weeks of the year. Like that's hundreds of contacts I sent out, right? Yeah. More than thousands of contacts I sent out. And that like, that just got me to the $40,000 mark really. Um, that's how it floated the boat at first, just massive action and not, not efficient, effective or efficient action at all. There are definitely better things I could have done to land work and land better paying work right at the beginning. You know, that's how it started though. Well, and then there was one agency that decided they weren't doing uh, client work anymore and they were going to do product work and I had talked with them a little bit and while they knew I was just mostly starting they felt I always asked the right questions and so they started sending me good clients with well let me ask you this with the, and asking the right questions with them mm-hmm. it was that do you think just sort of your innate curiosity or was it through some of the reading you had done you know because a lot of people are probably wondering well what did you ask how did that how did that differentiate you I've always been one to ask why so I remember getting in trouble when I used to landscape or construction. <laughs> They'd be like, move these boards. Well, why do we need the boards there? Like I was always that dude. And they're like, well, I want to understand why we're doing this and what's the purpose behind it. You're and, that toddler that every parent does not want, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't very mischievous. Well, at least compared to my brothers. So I don't know. Maybe at the time they didn't like it, but my brothers were. An easy <laughs> act to follow. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm the oldest, so they followed me in. So, like, they got the second one. They're like, well, it's a lot of work. And the third one was the kid who, like, you know, ran away from home multiple times at, like, three years old and would be like, you better call my mom because if I'm not home to the babysitter, if I'm not home by the time she gets there, you'll be in trouble. (laughs) That's too funny. Um, Yeah, so with with the why, then, I mean, it was mm -hmm. just a curiosity that in terms of wanting to understand? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do that with lots of lots of stuff figure out why and i want to go deep into things right so even i'm a big outdoor person i guided up mountains and canoeing and kayaking for 10 years um and so even like as i'm looking at a new piece of gear in that realm i want to go deep and i will like analyze it and analyze it and analyze it and when i can i can tell you like what's the difference between this 
you know, some sport watch and the other sport watch and why would you choose one or the over the other? And so I went deep into a lot of different things as I was learning WordPress and just taught myself PHP and taught myself where to dig in and managed to in some ways luck into a few knowing a few smart people like Pippin mm-hmm. and uh, Justin Santon and you know, Justin Sternberg now, a number of other people that I really got to know well that felt I knew what I was doing. And I wrote a lot about my technical stuff at the beginning. And so my colleagues got to know me like Pippin. And, you know, later on that turns into good leads, especially say with someone like Pippin, where I am on the list and his support team will recommend me for good leads now, right? Outside of their, in some cases, outside of their regular, you know, recommended developers like, oh, this is a good one for Curtis. And I'm sure they do that to other developers on their lists as well. But that's only because he got to know me. Yeah, the relationship piece of this, it's its interesting, the timing of having this interview with you, I just surveyed my audience. And it one of the biggest things that people were interested in was growing their audience. And, you know, for a long time, when I was starting, I am not a developer, I just fell in love with WordPress. And I like marketing and mm-hmm. engaging and, and I love the web. And, and so but it was really the growing the audience piece for me, it was a huge differentiating factor. You know, it's like I was plugging along with with client sites and doing my thing. And I'd write content here and there it was not strategic i'm a huge dan norris fan so like content strategy is key for me now but it was really the podcast i mean the relationships that that shifted Mm. everything for me so it's like you're saying you know your colleagues and your peers and it's making those connections and that's where the time that's the marathon strategy it will pay off long term and you have to just invest in it right till you get it yeah and that's probably with the coaching side of the business that's where i'm at again which in some ways feels tiring to me because i find I'm, I'm an introvert by nature, so <laughs> it feels, I'm totally, I, like, I do not recharge if, when I, with people. I actually left, I think it was my 18th birthday party, when I showed up and they're like, 50 people, here's a surprise birthday party. And I was like, have fun, and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this I sucks, I hate this, why would I come to this thing? Awesome. I would never have chose this party. Um, and so getting back into the relationship, uh, and I even looked at it. Um, with my podcast or other things. And that's what I think. So with developers, what I tell people, like if you need a job now, that if you need jobs now, shake hands. You need to go meet people. If you're like, you know, everything's going along. I've got lots of clients. And I just want to keep, you know, rolling that marketing forward. You know, then your blog will probably be okay. Get on some podcasts here and there. Um, but you need to meet people. And so I spoke at my local WordCamp a lot. And I went to some like, you know, other local events. And I went out to Beach Press when it was there. Um, and hug out for, you know, six days by the ocean with 20 people in a house that was big, but you know, 20 people, still a lot of people. Yeah. Maybe it was 30, maybe it was 30 people originally 20 and they just kept saying yes. So it was like 30 because <laughs> it was like all the couch at night, all the couches were full. They were all, people were sleeping on every couch in the whole place <laughs> on top of all the beds. It's like, like 10,000 square foot and it's meant to sleep like 20 something, right? Bunk beds and double beds and everything. <laughs> it's everywhere. like a little WordPress frat house. <laughs> It was, it was great. And everyone was working and going out for beer when, you know, when people were going and it was good. But even, even through that solidifying some of those relationships, cause I had interacted with Pippin a lot before and all these other people, but actually getting to you know, sit down and, you know, we went out on a beer tour. I think Pippin was there with me on that or going for a walk on the beach with someone else. Right. That's when I got, I got to meet Carrie there. Um, was excellent just getting to you know actually shake hands and even at the time like i was in a mastermind with carrie for one and a few other people but getting to actually meet all but one of them in there was just a good solidifying the relationship yeah that's fantastic so let's let's switch gears a little bit and talk about vetting clients so my guess again is is in through your own experience of this um you know you really figured out how to vet clients what was so how did you start shifting that for you before you started coaching and teaching it Probably the first thing I did is I realized I hated doing client calls, like initial client calls. I just didn't like it. They were typically low value because um, mm-hmm. I got on because I got on the phone too fast. So we'll come back to that in a second. And I'd look at a day when I had a couple calls and I'd be like, this sucks. And so I started batching all my calls. Um, I can't remember. I think you sent me the invite to this link and it happened to line up with my call day my, or I had the time lined up with my call time. And so I put this booked in as a call so that I don't do anything on other days except write code or write. That's I'm it. I'm right there with you. <laughs> and so I decided like that. And so I started working back like, well, how do I take less calls? Well, I need to start saying no to more people. And then I started thinking, well, that means I need to ask better questions up front. And so I started asking better questions. I got some help. I think Chris Lemus gave me some ideas on questions to ask. Or he even sent me an email one, like with his, with an email template of some ideas for questions. And so then I started asking more questions and I started saying like, what's the project about? 
why are we doing this? Who's asking for it? Is it internal or external? Who are the decision makers? Like, right? If, is it you? Were you just like the person tasked to talk about the website with somebody? Or do you actually get to say yes on it? Who came up with the original idea? Because sometimes even, you know, in a business partnership, partner A comes with the idea, partner B is the one finding the web person, and partner A has totally different values around it than partner B does. And so getting to talk to partner A again and making sure I talk to them at least once, even if I don't deal with them. And then, yeah, that was the big thing. And then even requiring that I, like I only take calls on Tuesdays. If my call time is booked, then you have to wait. The client I talked to this morning, she said like everyone else was like, absolutely, I can do this tomorrow. Here's your estimate. I'll send it in 10 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I'll probably get an estimate like in two weeks. And uh, I can't work for you for like two months. And wow. she's like, you're the only person who was like that. And when I when I sent the call link and she was like, oh, I had a baby in the middle there. What's why it was so long that time? Well, my wife had a baby. In the middle there. <laughs> Clearly. I don't think they figured that out yet. Unlike what is it that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he had a baby. That's not reality to my knowledge. Anyway, oh, so but like when she, I sent her my call link the first time, she was like, you know, you're booked for three weeks. And I wrote back and said, yes, I am. And that was it. She's like, oh, well, I guess I have to book it. Right. And she was she she was telling me this morning, I said, this is one where we my wife uses the site as well. And so we, you know, we banter about kids and stuff like my, my daughter pooping in the tub last night. And um, <laughs> mine did that once, too. She's tw- uh, she's like 20, though, now. So we're well she did when she was 20, that's really nice. <laughs> She's going to hate me for that. <laughs> okay. My, mine's two. A little poop in the tub. Most in the toilet. That's a win. Yeah. She was about 18 months. Was still disgusted by it, but that was a win when you're two. But anyway, like getting to talk to her and she said, you were the one who was like, I can do the project. Now you are starting like, yeah, I could probably do the project. Let's talk more about it. Let's see if it's really something that we're going to fit. And let's see, um, like, is this going to be a good project for me or is there someone better? And I suggested other people for her to talk to. And she's like, I talked to them, but you're the one who was saying, you know, some, this person's a good person too. Have you talked to that developer? And recommending my competition in many ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, saying, you, you should probably talk to them too. They're really good at this. They might be a better fit for you. And so I was continually even pushing the loss aversion, right? Where I'm saying, well, there might be someone better for you. You should maybe talk to other people. And I'm, I'm, I might take the project. I might not. Um, and so she was saying, like, that was really good. You were the only person who really seemed confident. And when I said, I want to do this, you'd say, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a terrible idea. Why would you want to do this? And I explained my thought process. And she'd be like, oh, okay. It's like, and then one or two times she's like, well, this is why I want to do it now that you don't think it's a good idea. So and that makes sense. Okay, that's fine. And I would, like, I'd, I'd roll with it then. And, and like I said, we, we have good, like, we talked for an hour this morning. We talked, like, 15 minutes about the site. And we laughed about our kids mostly. And talked a little bit about even business coaching and that too, right? Just about <laughs> business. business and like how she runs her business and other things like that, which she's laughs about as well. She's on my email list too. So she'll probably find out about this and hear it and she'll know who you're talking to. Hi. <laughs> she actually, I, I do get paid besides having a friend. Um, there were, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of questions in that for me. So I'm going to back up. First of all, clearly there was a mindset shift for you to do mm-hmm. that because it, as I was sitting there and I could hear myself in different situations with that and, First, kudos to the batch calling, because I'm one of those people that when I look at my week and I think, okay, I've got only this X amount of calls. If it gets squeezed, I get bitter. (laughs) I really, I need a decent amount of time to myself and majority of the time to myself. So was there a mindset shift in there that like a conscious choice? Like this isn't working. This is, how how did that happen? I don't know if it was conscious choice. I decided I didn't like it. Started modifying the things I didn't like. Right. Looking. What did I hate this week? Well, I hated having a call every single day. Well, let's not do that. Um, was, <laughs> you make it sound like it's just funny. Go ahead. But that's how it feels to me. Like people yeah. say, why did you do this? And I give them like six, six reasons, even anything. Like, why did you, you know, choose to step to the left right there? And it's like, well, because I stepped to the left. Cause did you see that ladder that was going behind us? So if the ladder falls, it's not going to hit me now. Oh, like we're talking about like dogs or something. So I, that's just how I think regularly. And people are always like, I'm just surprised that you have a reason for this, right? When I meet with friends, if I have notes that I want to take as we're talking, I do not pull out my phone. I pull out my paper notebook and write it down because when you pull out your phone, instantly conversation changes. And there's a whole bunch of research on this about the conversation changes and it's less deep. And so I pull out my paper notebook and I write down and I can put the pen in it and put it back. And the conversation does not change then. And in fact, in that case, most people get a little adrenaline high because you're writing down something they said was important. So I do that with, you know, the few clients that are in my small rural village, my small, not village, town, 
I do the same thing. And I often get that, oh, I'm surprised you're not using your computer. This is why I'm not. And I'll tell them straight up why I'm not. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I hope you're writing a book. <laughs> Um, I'm writing. Yes, I'm writing another book on marketing. Okay, <laughs> not good. about the notebook thing, but I'm writing another book on marketing. Which, if you're on my email list, actually releases this Thursday, so it's December sixth now, December eighth. You get the preview of it. So if you're on my list, you'll get it. Did you do and, a chapter of that earlier? I am on your list. Did you do a chapter? Yeah, okay, uh, I don't know or I, something about the book earlier. I originally wrote kind of the initial thoughts on it in March, I think. And then I pulled them all together and put a book together. So you get the first shot at it early, first draft, pre-sale, and then it actually goes fully done on sale uh, in January. So exciting. My my point in saying that, Curtis, is mm. that I love that you have pulled in. I, I think oftentimes people think about, you know, their business and it's, well, you know, they don't pull in their human side. They don't pull in this human element of, well, I don't like doing that or that doesn't work for me. So I don't want to, you know, and it's like, if we're not doing, if we if we don't run our own business for any reason other than that's what we want to do, then why are we doing it? Right. And so right. I, I think it's just gold <laughs> that you've pulled yeah. that in. When you come home and you say, man, I hated my job today. Well, if you're your boss, it's your own stupid fault. Change something. <laughs> totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it, like I tell clients, so, can, I, can you call me on the weekend? Absolutely, you can call me, but I don't answer my phone. <laughs> yeah, and I, like, I, what if it's emergency? Well, I don't know. I I don't answer my phone. I'm like on the mountains in the weekend with my kids, or hiking, or trying to find snow in August, which is possible in the mountains here, right? <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I don't want to. I'm not going to answer the phone. So you can do whatever you want. If I do answer the phone by chance, I don't have a computer on a mountain, so I can't help you. So don't have any emergencies and take care of your business and support and all that beforehand. <laughs> Yeah, I set up a good, I mean, for development wise, we set up a good process. We, mm-hmm. so, you know, deployment goes well, we vet the code early, and then I'll set them up with a site like WP Tonic or WP Sitecare, someone who can handle those emergency things. That's awesome. So with the client vetting then, and, mm. and where do you, you know, without giving away what people pay you for, how, how do you oh. approach that with, with your coaching clients and how do you guide them through vetting clients? Uh, usually I send them my standard email template, uh, which I did list in my book, Effective Client Email. I got a blog post that I wrote before I formalized the template. I can look it up. It's under my client vetting series or my email series on my site. So okay, I'll search, link to Curtis it. McHale client vetting or email series. There's one in there where it says, like, here's, here's the six questions. Um, and I actually have something about that in my new book as well because it doesn't just talk marketing. It talks marketing and then actually getting them to paying clients, right? Leads and here's here's a short bit on paying clients. Um, I forgot the question now, so you're going to have to ask oh, again. <laughs> well, so you, so you have, that's okay. I was like, wait, I wasn't sure if you were pondering is, yeah. so you're in, in working with your coaching clients. So obviously you, you get them started with going through your emails, you give them your emails. Um, but you know, again, and not to be ambiguous, but it seems like there's sort of this mindset. It's very, it was very black and white for you, right? To say, I don't like doing this. Don't do this. Um, do you have clients that might struggle through that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. And the way I say it today and the way I remember it is probably vastly different than it was. Cause like at some points I was like, I need to get paid on Friday so that I can pay rent on Friday. And I don't want my wife to think I fa- I'm failing at the business. Right. Which is a lot of oftentimes where men go, um, with stuff, right. When you're not financially there, you feel like you're failing some, you know, historical manly duty. <laughs> um, but there's absolutely times like that. And there are still occasionally times like that. Like even, even this week, this week has been a bit of a bummer week all around, even though like I'm launching a book and I had a great time with my daughter yesterday and yada, yada, yada. It's still been a bit of a bummer week. So that still happens. Um, and I do have people and that think that or don't want to charge more and they struggle with like what I tell them to charge even sometimes. And they, at some point you just got to try it. Right. So with the new book, even with the new book pricing wise, I'm list, I'm just trusting some people that have done this far more than I, and I'm pricing it based on what they say. <laughs> I yeah. look at it and I'm like, it's super scary. Right. Even the first $15,000 estimate I sent out, I was like, I was walking down the stairs to tell my wife how terrified I was that they'd just say no and how I was like imposter syndrome all over. And I didn't even get down the stairs before my phone went, bing, you just got paid. Like, oh, well, okay. That'll do. <laughs> what, what, what do I say now? And my first thought after that was like, I should have charged more, actually. That was my first thought, I should have charged more. If it's that fast, that's too fast, probably. Well, you know what, when you, when I was listening to you talk about uh, the questioning that you go through with clients and why are we doing this and, or that's not a good idea, there's a huge time investment in all of that as well. And so as you were saying that, I was like, 
Wow. Taking that to that next level where I think a lot of web developers might come across or people that do, you know, I probably have more people that think, oh, I do WordPress sites, but I'm not a developer, right? So, but a lot of those people Hmm. think I'm just going to deliver what the client wants instead of really creating this relationship and, and understanding why. Your Your job isn't to deliver what the client wants in theory, at least not the well-paying job. Mm Mm-hmm. Your job is to solve problems that make them more money or give them more freedom, right? So time freedom, money freedom. Uh, there's a couple others that, um, I forget what they are now though, but time freedom and money freedom is the ones you deal with most. So, you know, they, you automate some process through even Zapier, right? You're not writing any code, but you're figuring out how to automate a process. And if you can save them like 10 hours a week, well, that's might only take you know, 30 minutes to do it, but it's not worth, you know, even if you charge really high, even it's not worth a hundred dollars an hour, you save them 10 hours a week, you it's worth significantly more than they are going to be worth a thousand dollars, even if it took you half an hour. It doesn't matter. So you're kind of pulling in an equation, right? So some of this stuff mm-hmm. comes to, can can come down to a simple math equation of what is your time worth. Yeah, and then that's why I like so my initial questions, there's nine of them. One of them is budget. And if you don't answer the budget question or even tell me what's expensive, then I don't even get on the phone with you. If you can't do that, then I'm not willing to get on the phone. Okay. You could say $500 and I'm like, well, I'm not, can't do the work for that. And, and for some people that's where the equation is and that's fine. I just can't do it. All right. This might sound really esoteric. So bear with mm-hmm. me, Curtis, but let me ask you this. When you started saying no and got really strict, did, did better clients start showing up for you? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, every time I say no to somebody that you just feel in your gut, I'm like the right person will show up. <laughs> mm. And it's still occasionally hard to say that though right so i have one i have one call today and i looked at it and the way they wanted to book it it just happened to fall into my time he emailed me yesterday and happened to fall into my time that i would normally take calls but usually you can't book anything 36 hours in advance and i looked at it i was like i should probably just push them off another week but i said ah you know i've got the call and as i look at it now i'm like maybe i should have said no so <laughs> you have my call schedule here it is and i've already they already wanted me to go into vancouver and i said absolutely going to go to vancouver it's twelve hundred dollars Right. I'm not driving. It's for me, it's 60 miles, 100 kilometers and a whole day. That's you can pay me for the day then. Yeah. That was to, to do their developer interviews. And they said everyone else will just, you know, show up. And I was like, that's great. I don't do that. I was like, that's <laughs> no, good. I don't do that. This is what I do. Here's the three things I do best. If you need me to do that, awesome. If you don't need that, then you should hire someone else. <laughs> yeah, I had somebody ask me, oh, do you want to meet for coffee in San Francisco? And I was like, hell no. I live like yeah. an hour east. I'm like, there goes my day. <laughs> there yeah. goes my entire day i'm also we'll, we'll do a google hangout or skype but no um you know i meet with friends i got a couple friends i've done some work off and on for they have a site and you know like i'll, I'll go out to his out the next town over it's about 20 minute drive we'll have breakfast we'll talk about you know four by fours that's what he does climbing and outdoor stuff like mountains because that's what i do and there's lots a lot of intersection in at least places we've been in that and then we talk a little bit about business and go on our way but that's like i'd go have dinner with my buddy peter just because it's fun or my friend byron i just got dinner with like I, our kids hang out too and then i work on their site a bit too that's but awesome so general me, clients don't get that well yeah and this was even just a connection like and i was just like that's mm, nah, not gonna work for me mm-hmm. um so let me ask you with in working with clients are there any uh because you you're sharing the story about you know the client you talked to this morning um you know, can you share maybe a story or an experience that you've had with somebody who was completely undercharging? Because again, having just done this survey, it's fascinating. A lot of the frustration that my audience, and there's a lot more WordPress, uh, I won't say developers, again, I don't know that they're intensely coding, but they do WordPress sites for clients. And they're yeah. really frustrated with finding clients and getting better leads and what mm-hmm. I see, and I'm, now I'm asking you like 12 questions in one, so I promise I'll circle back. Um, <laughs> one thing I see a lot of times happening is that people are, are doing client work and they're never building their own business. They're not creating content. They're not doing marketing. They're not doing outreach. Yep. Um, yep. because, you know, like I don't even have a portfolio on my site and I just, because of the content and what I do, I'll get people connecting with me that way. So starting with maybe a story, could you share that you've worked with somebody? So I have one coaching client and he was just not getting leads and we, I helped him, encouraged him strongly and gave him a good template to do it, to get on the recommended developers list for a bunch of tools he uses. And so he did. And quite quickly he got a bunch of leads, which was awesome. And, and to start, he just needed the leads because he had some bills to pay and everybody has that sometimes. So go yeah. for it. I don't state that every time I write about saying no, but I understand sometimes you got bills to pay, pay the bills. 
that's your first, first priority is pay the bills. Well, it's going to relieve then, the stress in your life so that you can get better clients anyway. So. That's right. And so, and then he looked at some and I said, well, you need to start charging more because he charges way too low. He still does. He's charging better than he was, but he charges way too low. Um, and he, and he, we're working on it. He's, he's charging more, but I think he's just still, he's worth more because I've had him work on my projects. I've had him work for my clients where he's telling, he's doing everything. And I'm simply insurance for the client on the other end. And I double his rates and pass everything along. <laughs> like I don't, that's all I do with the whole project is pass it all along. And he talks directly to the client after and I collect double the rate for nothing. <laughs> that's so, fantastic. I know. And I've told him that like, and then one client, they said, Hey, it's too expensive. It's like, you know, you can get half as much. You can charge pay half if you go work with him. And, I told him what I, what I told and he's like, that's like double what I'm charged, what I'm paying. Cause I was charging that client way more because I had been before. And I was like, well, so charge him double. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. It's cheaper for them. It's more for you. It's kind of a win-win. That's right. Yeah. And so I think that you need to put some time in, right? So most people, they come in and you, so you hear me talking, you think, oh, I want that. And I said at the beginning, if you remember, how long have I been at this? 10, Ten years. years. Mm-hmm. So the first two, three years, I was in the similar spot. The first year, like I did not, it was, it was a tough year. I worked super hard. I did tons of activities. So are you sending out 10 contacts a day in your first year? Well, then of course you're not getting lots of leads, right? Mm -hmm. And that was not the most efficient way to do it. And I was talking to people who I ended up finding out were like the Olympics were in Vancouver around that time. And they're like, Hey, yeah, we're totally going to have like a female escort service. And I was like, what, what, what? (laughs) But like, I was like on the way to go meet them when I found that out. And I was like, I'm not cool with that. Like I'm, it's like, yeah, there's these, you know, girls we can get from Asia. And I was like, this is not when I, (laughs) so I had leads of those caliber at times. Right. And it's like, I'm not, well, I don't do this. And he's like, why not? Cause that's totally illegal. Like, I'm not doing this at all. I'm thinking I don't want to like, go to jail for you. And I was like, are you going to call the police? And I was like, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> How much is it worth for you to get my insurance? Yeah. So like I was anyways, and so I have leads of that caliber. That's certainly the most crazy one, but, of the, but lots of them of that caliber. And then I started writing cause I have to write clearly because I write a lot. <laughs> I you do. I love your writing, Curtis. I love your blog posts. <laughs> Thank you. I almost failed English mainly because I didn't do any of the work, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole other conversation. Education. Yeah. On right. the education system, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I, so I kept writing and I kept writing about technical stuff. And every time I'd be like, I'd have to search for a problem and I'd be like, no one else is talking about this. I've Googled all over and there's nothing. So I have to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. I'd write about it. And so I used to run a site called WP theme tutorial and I wrote a lot of technical stuff on that. Uh, and I've since abandoned it cause that's not the type side of the business I want to push. And I wrote a lot of that and that got me known with my colleagues and it got me known with a few clients, right? I had one post in there where I solved a WP e-commerce problem and a client said, Hey, we have that problem. And it worked. We have problems, other problems too. Would you like to talk to us? And absolutely. And it was like a $20,000 contract. So a blog post was worth $20,000 in the first year. Right. Second year, I still like I've still worked with that client off and on for a few years now. So it is well worth that single blog post. Um, so you need to you need to get out and do that. But like I said, most importantly, you need to start meeting people. So go to a WordCamp, go to a meetup, talk to people, go speak slightly. Right. I know ours occasionally will do like, hey, recommend your favorite plugin and why. And so I'll rec- go in and I'll recommend the plugin mm-hmm. and why. I speak at the e-commerce one. Uh, I still I still speak at development-focused stuff when I get asked. I just don't go seek them out as much anymore. Well, let me ask you, one of the steps you had with your coaching clients when doing the client vetting is defining the ideal client profile. Yep. And so, you know, there's a lot of I, – I, I can't say that I've actually ever done that with, with, with clients, in, only in the sense that I want them to – I, I kind of keep it simple because I'm kind of shifting from that. But I've done it plenty of times with an audience. So do you find that there is a – you know, is there a difference between the, you know, the audience avatar, I mean the process, um, and the client vetting? Um, so for client vetting, my big thing is when I'm talking to them, could I – could like we go hang out? Could I be like bring the kids by the park and we'd talk and the kids would go play? Right. Mm-hmm. If that, if I say yes, like I had fun, I'd hang out and I'd choose to hang out with you, then we're probably a good fit for clients. I said my client I talked to this morning, it was mostly talking about the silly things our kids did and we both homeschool and stuff like that. So, um, and a little bit about the project and every call has been like that. So it's been awesome. Um, with my audience, I have three profiles. Um, one is more of the beginning freelancer and I think I have someone I think of, so they may just be coming out of school and they're, are they going to do it? What do they need to know? Um, 
the one the second one is more the middle freelancer so they're doing okay business is good but it's not like you know it's not a six-figure business it's you know maybe a mid five-figure business and they want to charge more and they want better clients and i write to that person and the next one is you know they're doing well they maybe have a you know a low six-figure business but they still feel like they're running around a lot because what i want to do is i want to help you run a business you want to run so you can live the life you want to live so like being able to say I guess I did do homeschool with my children yesterday and we did patterns for an hour and then we had lunch and then I took my daughter out for art and I read a little bit and then we like hung out and I colored. I'm the only 36 year old on the coffee shop wall with like the Christmas ornament color. <laughs> the six year old, my six year old is like six pictures and a 36 year old right beside her. So, <laughs> you gotta love it. But I mean, I you've, do. you've worked hard to, oh, right. Yeah. To get to that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny. Like I, uh, are you, do you know John Perez? Mm, no um he's it been in the genesis space uh we're really good friends he's got surefire web services but we're, we're, that we, sounds familiar okay <laughs> okay so surefire web he's awesome yep. he should have you on this show but we have the show at hustle free because i'm so over and we have the f the hustle <laughs> movement because you know i i this this constant you know kind of and i love gary v but this, this drive to do non-stop like you're You've created a business that works with your life. And I think, mm. mind you, you've worked hard to get there. Uh, but I think Absolutely. a lot of people, you know, struggle with that because like, there's always so much more you could be doing. There, but there always is going to be like the worst question my wife used to ask me is, so did you get everything done today? No, I did not. <laughs> Yo, don't nope. ask me that. It's not possible. Yeah, that's a terrible question. It's like right now we got a, like I got a five month old and I'm saying, oh, so the night went so well, right? No, it didn't go so well. Curtis, you sleep like a rock. You snored all night, which is fine because she can sleep through that. But the baby's up like five times. It's a terrible question for me to ask. Right. Um, yeah. The only kid I get up for the bigger kids. Somehow I wake up for that, not for the baby. And the baby's like, the baby's like crying beside you. Like I put the pillow beside and you on the other side to like stop because I had to go to the bathroom and the baby cried. And you didn't even move. But like the other kid's up and I'm like down the hallway like a shot. <laughs> uh, wait till, wait till you start waking up before your kids. <laughs> That was a big oh, game up. changer for me. Like Christmas morning, I'm like, can you guys get up, please? <laughs> yeah, I get up at 4.30. I get up before the kids all the time. So Holy moly. So with with your <laughs> clients, though, you know, in terms of do you, do you have a different process for them with the with the defining their client profile? Because I love that idea mm-hmm. of what I want to hang out with you in person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is that kind of the process you walk through for them or do you gauge it based on for, them? Yeah, for my coaching clients, it's very similar. Um, I, and some of them I have hung out with, I have one coaching client that's down the road and like when I'm down that way, we'll hang out, right? They have a similar, similar interests than at least in getting outside with their kids. I probably do it more cause I have a background in guiding and doing stupid things outside <laughs> on mountains, but it, people that I would hang out with, um, right. One other one of my coaching clients is a cyclist. I am a cyclist as well. So it's a good, like we talk okay, about Curtis, so, what aren't you? <laughs> I don't know. I've had a lot of jobs. I also have done every job in a house except plumbing. And I was live performance theater for a while. I have friends that work with like Trans-Siberian Orchestra that I used to do. I never worked at that level, but I worked with them. I'm going to have some good tweets. Yeah. And I have uh, pyro, I used to have my pyrotechnics license too for live performance theater. Nice. <laughs> I've done a few things in my life. Yeah, never dull with you. So like yeah. if if someone's listening to this <clears throat> and they're thinking, okay, this is great, but and and I'm gonna just paint a little scenario hypothetical situation. Mm. So maybe they want to hire you, but it is there something that they should be doing pr- prior to or you know, like getting organized or getting really clear, you know. I have found personally that clarity comes just through the doing. So I I have to mm. go through things to do it. But what is a, is a, obviously you've got your six figure mindset shift, your ebook, but <clears throat> what could somebody do maybe in preparation for working with you or somebody like you or getting to that next step where they're clear on, all right, I got to get better about the clients I bring in. Yeah. I mean, probably the best single resource you could grab right away and do and say, Hey, I did this. And now I would like to talk to you too, is go through book yourself slot by Michael Port and do the freaking work. It's a lot of work, but do it. Take the time and do it. Even if you say, I don't read books. Well, that's stupid, number one, so read books. <laughs> and number two, do the work, right? Yeah. Like for, for a very nominal fee, right? Even think of an expensive course for, say, $97 for some course, right? For, or for some book that someone's offering. And Brennan Dunn has a bunch of stuff around um, W freelance rate. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. DYFR is what I always think of it as, W freelance rate. Mm-hmm. But like, 
I've talked to that dude a bunch and I'm actually in one of his courses as like a success story. Cause I, another thing I read at the time and he like for the, for the very minimal fee of $97, you get access to his like best thinking around that in a book form. You cannot get his time for $97. Last I talked to him, he was like for really doing consulting work and more on the development side of the marketing automation side. It was like $30,000 a week to get him. Wow. Yeah, I've had him on the show. <laughs> $97 is crazy. Like, of course you can. Like, yeah. Of course you can get him. Right. Um, so even lots of other. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, get into those things and just pick like pick the ones. What, what's the hardest thing you have trouble with right now? If it's client vetting or like defining your ideal client, put yourself solid. Get it. Do the work. And if it's, you know, do I do I even have an idea in an industry that works? Will it fly is a really good book for that. Um, it helps you define your industry and see kind of where the players are. And that's all in the first chunk of the book. And then the rest of it's a little more, that's by Pat Flynn. So it's a little more um, product marketing oriented, stuff like that, that he specializes in. But the beginning of that is awesome for what's the life I want to live. Define, well, I know I call it the four quadrants because it's four chunks of a piece of paper. The four things that are important, where I want them to be in five years. So you build the business you want to live, have, and then you, um, do it. I think it's called it's like pre-flight check is what he calls it. Cause it's all airplane themed. And he goes through and says like, you know, who's in this? Let's look for forums. Let's look for blogs. Let's look for this all in the field I want to do. And it, like, is this good? Is there a hole I see? What are people asking about? Can I fill that? Can I answer those questions? Well, he has, I actually had him on the show for that book. And for everybody listening, he's got a free course that goes along with it. And, you know, when you're talking about doing the work, it's so funny because I recently was like, all right, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, test some live streaming and stuff as I start shifting out and I like doing the content and all this. And so I thought I have this YouTube channel. I've got a decent amount of views for, for what, you know, WordPress and stuff and, and subscribers. And I thought, okay, well you need to do this correctly. And so I have a friend that's really good with YouTube and session one, Curtis, it was like the homework and the keyword research and the drilling down and then taking this keyword. I'm like, this is why people don't do that. It's going to take time. It's going to take, and I'm not new to this space, but I have to do the work in order to even create yep. a video strategy that's going to drive what I want. So I'm like, well, okay, week one, do a brain dump of a hundred video ideas, then do your keyword research. Then you're going to go to Google. Then you're going to go to YouTube. Then you're going to go to, you know, it's like yep. it, you have to do the work. And I saw some of that with YouTube and I thought I'm not going to do that right now at all. So I'm just going to do what I would like to do with it and we'll see if it hits. And that's what I decided. So sometimes saying I'm not going to do that is totally fine, but just expect the commiserate like <laughs> um, results from it. Right? <laughs> expect the same results. Well, yeah, but I mean, at right? the same time, there's only so many places you can put your energy, right? Oh, like absolutely. I've gone on a rant against Snapchat and it's nothing against Snapchat, but I'm like, I don't have the bandwidth for yet one more thing. <laughs> I've never even used it. Someone's like, you should use it. I'm like, nah. But, but it's free marketing. I don't care. The only time <laughs> I've used marketing, it. But I would no. hate myself if I did it. I would never like, even some of the like the blog posts, I've been reading a bunch of like writing good content stuff and like write content like this. And I was like, I would never read that junk. No. Never would I read this like, <laughs> here's a listicle of this. I'm like, I would never read that. I was going to so write a post. Part of that, that is remembering that I, we're farther ahead. And so people earlier may need this information. So I'm writing, yeah. I will write a little bit of that stuff, but saying like, all the other stuff and it should only be this. I'm like, I hate that. Right. Like when I write about books, it's like, you know, 2000 to 5,000 words because that's what I think it needs. And yeah. people, lots of stuff say you can't write that long. I'm like, well, whatever I'm going to anyways. Yeah. You got it. You definitely need to get your, your feet on the ground and, and find what works for you. I was going to do a list post that was like seven ways to create five things that give you three hacks to do two. Th like, because it gets a little <laughs> bit sometimes yeah, right uh, and i'm like and i like listicles and stuff too but only if it's coming from a space that i'm in alignment with and so um but yeah you know i think th this doing the work piece again it's it's i love it because you just have to put in the time you simply have to put in the time the only time i've used snapchat was to send stupid photos of myself back and forth to my sister that was it that i uninstalled it we were just doing those stupid photos so i get your point um as we wind down curtis i feel like i could talk to you all day this is too fun um well i'm happy to talk again if you want we will i think we need to have you back on when the book comes out because i'd love to hear you know are, are you doing a book launch for that are you how was i will be doing a book launch for that so. okay so and obviously is this your first big book launch uh, I have written two other books. One is effective client email and one is writing proposals that win work. And I did the best launch I was capable of at the time. I'm hoping this one goes better, but it's something that I am continuing to experiment with. So what's the title of the You'll book, see. the new book? Uh, it's finding and marketing to your niche. Okay. So are you doing, 
<laughs> excuse me, for, for your book launch, do you have like a, and, and I'm totally doing this on air for you. So I'm sorry, but this Uh-oh. will, this will, this will go live before the book comes out. Um, but are you looking <laughs> for like a, you know, like a street team or people to support you or a thunderclap or any of that kind of stuff? Cause I if, am absolutely, I'm working to build those better. So, okay. So I will just link to where the best place to link to is your site. Yes, then I'll absolutely have a link for you in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no worries. You got you got a couple weeks before this goes live, so we're good. Um, uh, I have. I just don't have a short link to make it super easy right now. Oh well, you know what? I will do a, a little post outro, so everybody stay tuned to the very end. So I will do that before this goes live. Um, any last words of advice, Curtis? You've got a ton, I'm sure. Um, but you know, just. I, I love your philosophies from what I've picked up, um, how you sort of move through the world and and show up for your clients. So any last bit of advice? Um, like you said, it mostly where you do the work, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do. Do the work and build the business that you'd actually want to run. I know lots of people who you talk to and after, you know, after five years, they say, I hate the business. Well, it's your fault. So start again. It's okay build to shift. You want to. It is absolutely. It's okay to shift. I'm in the process of shifting right now. I will probably shift again uh, before I'm, you know, I'm 36, but before I'm 50, it's likely I'll have another slight shift again. Yeah, I've done it multiple times. And while it's scary, it's, there's like massive freedom too to say, I'm not doing that anymore. Yep. Curtis, thank you so much for being here. I have just had a blast talking with you. (laughs) As have I. I'd love to come on again. So how about that? We even talked about poop. My daughter's going to shoot me for that little snippet. Oh, that was so funny. But if you are interested in finding out about Curtis's new book, uh, go to the WPChick.com forward slash Curtis. And there is a landing page for the book. And I am currently reading uh, the PDF version preview before the book is officially launched. You will be hearing more about that from me. Um, when the book is launched, I am super happy to support again with the super. We need to find a new adjective. Uh, but I am excited to support. How's that? Uh, Curtis's book. I love what he's doing. Just a great guy. I had a ton of fun and I will definitely have him back on the show, maybe to talk in more depth about this book. As always, guys, thanks so much for listening. Again, go to the WPChick.com forward slash Curtis. Check the show notes for any of the links we discussed. And if you have not left a review, I would love it. It would truly make my day. So (laughs) that's it, guys. Have an awesome day, and I will catch you next week.